Hey everybody, welcome to the Save Your Game podcast. This is our fourth episode. My name is Nathan Story. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. Uh, alongside me this evening is Mr. Zeke Leonard. Zeke, say what's up. What's up? Uh, this is a podcast, if you're new, uh, about faith and nerdy things. We get together talk about the things that we love and how we're passionate we are about them and also the about... Oh my goodness, I'm butchering the intro here, Z. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> You're doing uh, good. You're doing good. <laughs> this is, this is a, I'm going to start over. Uh, this is a podcast all about faith and nerdy things. We sit down, <laughs> have conversations about the things that we love, which include our faith uh, and the things that we're passionate about, how they go together, how they don't, and everything in between. So, Zeke, how are you, man? How's your week been? It's been uh, good so far, uh, adjusting this new schedule. I had to extend my hours and start working a lot of overtime at work. Did you but, change uh, again? You changed it up again? I did. Uh, my boss wanted me to start you know, coming in. at. Uh, I was working a 9.30 to 6 schedule, and uh, oh. my boss wanted me to start coming in at 8 again. So that was okay. uh, that was kicking my butt last week, having to wake yeah, up two hours earlier. especially if you, you have any late earlier. night game sessions. Yeah, yeah. Late- <laughs> As a matter of fact, like yeah. I, I played almost no games last week. Like, uh, wow. I think I got on Dragon's Crown a couple times, but other than that, you know, it was, I, I came home every night and like pretty much went to bed. It was, <laughs> I hung yeah. out with people and then went to bed. It was, it was a, uh, it took, it took some doing, took some doing. <laughs> it was like a stretch for you not to like just bail on people, and be like, I'm gonna go play video games. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I felt this weekend. I was okay with that during the, the week, but this weekend, you know, I was a. Uh, I had told several people I'd go and hang out with them and like, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but like kind of when I was sitting there, I was like, Oh, I really want to go home and game right now. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Isn't it funny? is. It's bad. Well, it's bad. It's I, funny. Like, so I mentioned, uh, how into Dragon Age I've been and I just hit the 80 hour mark on that thing. And wow. Still, and still I'm like craving going back to it. I am not burnt out on it at all. It's just sucking me in, man. Yeah. It's like me and so Laura and I went up to Virginia. I had a couple of gigs up there in Norfolk. Where were you guys at in Virginia? So we went to Norfolk Thursday, uh, played at a little coffee shop right by Old Dominion, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And then went up and played Friday at a little place called St. Elmo's in the Del Rey neighborhood of Alexandria. And man, Alexandria is a cool little town. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. right outside DC, you know? Uh, and so that was cool. We just did a little, you know, we love doing that kind of stuff because it gives us an opportunity to play and minister. Um, and then it gives and us also a it's like a like a too. yeah it's also like a little mini vacation too like exactly it's like that one summer that you know uh, your band um, was traveling around doing shows all over um, North Carolina and I remember you know I followed you like on four or five of those shows man that was, was so fun it was so fun it was just like these little like <laughs> I was like I don't need to take a vacation because you know like every weekend we'd like go to Raleigh and like you know we were there for the weekend and it was like this little mini vacations they were awesome I, I, I loved it that was so I get why like that's so cool that you get to do that as a married couple now and also you know you know like get to like experience that like same feeling together as a couple oh absolutely man we love doing that it's so cool i I love uh so she's like my best friend so it's cool to get to experience those things together uh which is awesome but going back to like gaming and stuff i was up there and i was like this is so cool but i honestly can't wait to get home and chillax in my (laughs) recliner and play dragon age (laughs) yeah two of my friends uh my one of my friends andy finally got a ps4 he's been saving up like 
basically, you know, whenever he has a, like for Christmas or his birthday or something, he asks people to get him a GameStop game, uh, gift card. And, oh, nice. uh, so he saved up enough just by saving up like 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, and finally bought a PS4. And so he, uh, did the same thing where he told people he'd come and hang out this weekend. And the whole time he was like itching to get back and like, <laughs> <laughs> play with his new toy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my other, another one of my friends, uh, Chris, um, he uh, finally, finally uh, <laughs> made the jump up from PS2 to PS3. And uh, oh wow, <laughs> he was, uh, he was. So uh, he's got years of content ahead. He does. Like he, years. does. <laughs> he does. He does. He did. He started off right too. He uh, got PS Plus and uh, nice. Went went the whole the whole nine yards with it. Got a uh, Borderlands and. Uh, I think he brutal legend maybe. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. that game's got to be like five bucks now. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. I got good, it for though. ten. Oh, it's amazing. I got it for ten, like ten, not ten years ago. Maybe, maybe seven years ago, six yeah. years ago. That's a. Cool. It's it's a. I think it was two thousand nines when it came out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Almost six years now. Wow. Hey, speaking of PlayStation Four, and also speaking of Double Fine, who's the company that made. Brutal Legend. I've got some news items, so would you like to discuss them with me, Zeke? Yes, let's discuss. Okay. <laughs> so I've just got the, um, the, the kind of the first big releases of 2015 for PlayStation 4. Um, tomorrow, uh, Dying Light comes out. Ah, oh, it's one of the games I want to get a PS4 for. I just, that game is like, looks so amazing to me. It like, really does. Uh, you know, mixing, I loved, loved Dead Island. Dead Island was basically like, uh, you know, Borderlands or Diablo, but meets like zombies. It was just, it was awesome. It was incredible. <laughs> and like, I know that a lot of people had issues with it because it was really kind of thrown together kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah it's really kind of buggy, buggy, right? But it was like buggy in a fun kind of way, you know? I like, know. You'd walk along and see like a tree like hanging out of the side of the mountain, not even connected at all and stuff. And <laughs> you just were like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> uh, and and uh, it mixes that with like uh, Mirror's Edge, which I loved, loved that game. That's one of the first games I got on PS3 and just... Yeah, really underappreciated too, I think. Yeah, I think a so. a really cool game. Uh, you know... Uh, Back on episode one, you were asking me what's my most anticipated game, and I don't know if it's coming out um, this year, but I know that one of them is uh, the No Man's Sky, and yeah, yeah. the other one is the new Mirror's Edge, whenever that comes out. I, I saw the trailers for it at, uh, what was it, E3, I think they had the I trailers think it, for it? Was it E3 two years ago? Was it that long ago? I think it was two E3s ago. It was whenever they announced Battle Battlefront 3 yeah. field. Battlefront 3 as well. It was the EA press conference or whatever, and they were yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and, that and, was and two E3s ago. You, you might be right. And they had that. They had that same like music. The music has such a distinctive sound to it in that game. And the music was there, and like the look and everything. And I was completely on board. I was like, I, I, I will buy this game the instant it comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I borrowed that game from you actually, right when I got my PS3. Uh, and I remember just being really impressed with the music as well. Kind of had this like. Euro pop feel to it. it yeah, was but very... it's really pulled back and like yeah, chill, it's, it's but minimalistic, and it was really beautiful, really, really tastefully done. Yeah, it's very almost um, kind of like causes like this sense of like I don't I hate to use the word, but like wonder, you know, where you're just like mm. I don't know how to wonder, <laughs> huh? Oh, but it's filled with wonderment. <laughs> awesome, wonderful. 
Oh my gosh, yes. So I can make my wife crack up at anything, at any point. We could have the most serious conversation ever. And if I just throw the Professor Oak Wonderful in there, she dies like, just, I can get her anytime. It's just, uh, hey, where do you want to go out to eat? And she'll say, I don't know, let's go to this uh, New Mexican place. And I'll be like, wonderful. <laughs> it just... <laughs> it just it's so good i love that i love yeah. that and like the memes are impressive too just if you ever have a spare minute online just google professor oak memes and it's just <laughs> all that face he makes in the cartoon is just too good yes so creepy and just kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> well we got one game in on the list what's next <laughs> oh yeah, yeah okay okay yeah so dying light looks awesome excited for that one um Oh, and so this is where I bring up Double Fine again, but the Grim Fandango remaster is coming out. Yeah. Which is cool. I I never played it back in... I guess that was just a PC thing? It was, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a cool opportunity for a new generation to play it, a whole new um, kind of fan base to play it, so it'll be really cool. Loved Brutal Legend. I'm trying to think if I ever played yeah. it anymore. Oh, uh, so I played a little bit of Stacking, which is another great Double Fine game. And then, what else have they done? Uh, oh, that, um, yeah. it's Broken Age, one of theirs? Yeah, I think that, that one looks really good, too. So mm, I love I never Double played Fine. that. Yeah, I didn't either, but it, I, it, I heard good things. Did you play so. the, um, did you play the, uh, the Trick or Treat one? What was it called? Uh, oh, Costume yeah, that's, Quest. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I did play Costume Quest, and it was awesome. That's another Double Fine game. They're really that good is a really at making these yeah, these little packages that are just really, really great. Kind of shorter games, but like really quality stuff. Really, really cool. Yeah. Did you play it? You played Costume Quest? Yeah, I I did. I loved it. Yeah. I loved There's it. There's a sequel it awesome. out there now, too. Yeah, I know. I I think it was on sale this weekend, and I wanted to get it. I can't remember if I did. No, I didn't get it. I'm, th- did you see that sale going on this weekend? They had some really good games on there. They did another Flash sale. They've been... I feel like every week they're doing a new sale. Yeah. It's, I, I My wallet can't handle it, Zeke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's getting to the point, you know, like this flash sale happened this weekend, and I think uh, the only thing I got was the season pass for Borderlands 2, which was oh, nice. a killer deal. $15 for all of it um, for a season pass for Borderlands 2 was an outstanding deal. And Dang, uh I missed yeah, that. No, it's still going on. It's still, it's, oh, okay. Uh, okay. it's still, uh, it's still Tuesday, I think. So, cool, cool, cool. Tuesday. I, I can see that. I will gladly Tuesday. pay you <laughs> for a hamburger on Tuesday. No, no, I probably it's, I said, would... <laughs> what is it? Oh, what's he say? What's he say? It's like I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Today, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, we're full of something tonight, man. Oh my it's gosh, we're just we're just yeah. we're just wacky, wacky, wacky. But uh, speaking of um, Double Fine, I saw a really cool video. I think it was right at the. I think it was this was actually after that uh, PlayStation experience they did uh-huh. in. Uh, in December, or this might have just been a random video I saw on IGN, but they're they're making a game right now called Epic Chalice. Oh, I'm gonna, oh man, I should really check my facts. Broken Chalice. I think it's mm. Epic Chalice. That's on- and it's a mixture of. Did you ever see that game, The Banner Saga? Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw um, trailers for it for because it was supposed to be coming to like a PlayStation platform, right? Yeah, it's coming to PS4, the first one. They announced the sequel at the the Game Awards right before the PlayStation Experience in December. But it's just really cool tactical RPG that with like art style from a 70s cartoon. Like yeah. That's all, the best way to describe it. And so um, 
the this this epic chalice looks like um that mixed with XCOM mixed with Rogue Legacy. Hmm. Um so you basically go around do more of a fantasy setting uh, XCOM type battle uh and then but what you do is you establish kingdoms and you establish like husband and wife to rule the kingdom and then they have kids and their kids have lineage uh much like uh, Rogue Legacy, to where they can have sil- they inherit silly stuff like nearsightedness or like farsightedness, you know, flatulence, like just really goofy <laughs> stuff like that. And then you go out and you take them all out and you level them up and you go do XCOM style battles. It looks really neat. That does sound cool. So some some good some good people doing the Lord's work over there at, at Double Fine. <laughs> Double Fine. <laughs> I, that guy Tim Schafer, man, he cracks me up. He just seems like such a cool so guy. Like funny. I would, it'd be awesome to hang out with him for a day, kind of thing. You know, like oh, I, I mean, agree. He's into like heavy metal, but he's also like goofy and yeah. I don't know, just like right up our alley, pretty much. It speaking really is. Of, and, speaking yeah. of like metal, like I, um, my dad for Christmas got me uh, Demon Hunter's very first album. Have you heard that? Yeah, I got it. I, I bought it when it came out. I remember getting it. It is really heavy. Like yeah. I did not know that it was that heavy. And um, you know, uh. Ryan Clark, the lead singer, used to be uh, the lead singer and guitar player for um, a band called Training for Utopia. Which That's was, right. I remember that band. Which was really heavy. Like, I'm talking, like, very technical. Like, the the songs were very broken up. They didn't flow together kind of thing. Like, right. um, kind of like, I, I think a lot of people d- compared them to, like, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, oh, yeah. And Man, so, that's a crazy band. Yeah. And so, like, that first album, I could totally hear Training for Utopia all through it. You know, like, his yell is a lot more, like, like hardcore than, like, his new vocal style where it's just, like, a growl kind of, like. I, right. He just has such a cool voice. Like, I like I I never thought that I would like them. I, the first time I heard that first album was uh, in Bible College right after it came out. And me and my roommate, my roommate was like, this is, like, the hot new band on, like, Tooth and Nail. They suck. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. And, and and I listened to it. I listened to it also and I was like, wow, you know this isn't very good. Yeah, I don't like it either. I was like it's got like this new metal sound and you know yeah. like if it wasn't living sacrifice back then it wasn't good enough and so Right, right, right. <laughs> and so like uh but yeah, I was listening to that album and like it's just it's really good. Like I'm like yeah. how did I not think this was good back then? I just it's got it's kind of this whole thing that like uh this phase that I started going through about I don't know, five or six years ago where I started listening to like country music and pop songs and stuff like that. And I yeah. realized that it's not like, like a well-written song is a good song no matter what the genre or style is, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter that, uh, that it sounds a particular way because a well-written song will still catch your ear no matter what, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah, I'm with you. And so like I've, I've kind of like gotten to that point where, you know, when I was younger, like, if it was, you know, it was the whole, like, if it's too loud, you're too old, you know? Like, that was my yeah. mentality, you know? Like, the heavier, the better. And right. so, like, I I like that now that I've gotten older, I've, like, learned to appreciate them more, where I'm just like, yeah, the, that is a really good song. Like, and that's how I can kind of became, like, a uh, Katy Perry fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could talk for an did entire I just say episode. That? Did I just say that out loud? You You did say that, but hey, man, we could talk about her for like an entire episode of this if we're talking about uh faith and culture we could totally talk about her for a long time oh my gosh let's save that for another day (laughs) let's save that for another one we got lots to talk about hey uh maybe maybe after she plays uh, the uh 
Oh, the I was Super Bowl say, party maybe after she plays the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Before she, yeah. That, I'm a little scared. So our youth group is having <laughs> our youth group is having a Super Bowl party, and last year we did this, and I'm I'm making more of a point to do it because Bruno Mars did the show last year, right? Uh, yeah. Did an amazing yeah. job, but I I did not expect him to go that risque, even though some some of his stuff is kind of risque. But the Lord, yeah. like, who knows what she's gonna do? So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. all right, uh, parents, come pick your kids up at halftime, right at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure to like turn the TV off because I don't want to, I don't want the angry phone calls from from parents. You're like, like okay, kid, watch Bible what? study time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you let my sixth grade boy watch what at church? No. Oh, funny. <laughs> I can hear it now. I can hear it now. <laughs> well, hey, uh, item two on my little news uh, list here is one that I think you'll be very excited about, Zeke. Uh, I just saw it a few minutes ago, and I felt like I had to include it, but uh, it has popped up on an Amazon listing, I think in France, and those people in France don't know how to lock their Amazons down, because apparently that is the website that leaks a ton of these games, but uh, yeah. the, Indigo, the Indigo Prophecy Remastered has popped up on Amazon France. What? <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know, guys, uh, Quantic Dream was the team that made uh, Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls for PS3 made this game for Xbox and PlayStation 2 called Indigo Prophecy, and it was called Fahrenheit over in Europe. Is that right? Do you remember this, Zeke? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fahren- it's called Fahrenheit, uh, and so they're going to release it. Zeke and I spent, what, three or four afternoons together playing through that game back in the day? Oh, my gosh. Dude, and we played it on like uh, the Xbox, and yeah. we played with the original Xbox controller, those gigantic yeah. ones. Oh my goodness! And so this I remember game... those. I remember the game required you to pull like left trigger, right trigger, a whole bunch really fast in succession, and yeah. the triggers on that original Xbox controller are really stiff. And like, yeah. I remember there were parts <laughs> where I was just like, I was going left, right, left, right, left, right, like, and my fingers were like, I was like, I'm gonna give out, Nathan. Oh, my fingers hurt. <laughs> and then we would fail. It burns. And, it burns. <laughs> and that that was like the first of those interactive movie games. So it was like you'd watch 30 minutes of cutscene and then have to do a 30 minute quick time event. And so if you failed, yeah, yeah. you had to like start the whole stupid thing over. Yeah. And it was just like, let me try, let me try. Oh, I can't do it. Your turn. <laughs> Yeah, we never did go back through that and see some of the other like crazy endings oh, and crazy right. parts that happened. I know. Well, I still wanted to do that but, with Heavy Rain, man. I still want to do that with Heavy Rain. Oh man, Heavy Rain! That's what a game. I could talk did about you, that for a long time. Did you ever? Did you platinum that bad boy? Did you get all those trophies? I did. Really? I did. Okay. Okay. That was I actually I, a really tough game to platinum because like some of those things were very specific, and you had to like. Like, there was a, a trophy where you had to make it all the way down the interstate without making a single, like, mistake. Oh, God. And, like, that was pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. Man, those are cool experiences, cool games. But do you remember how ridiculous the story for Indigo Prophecy was? Yeah, it was just outrageous. Like, what an intro. The intro was excellent, and then it just, yeah, it got crazy after that. <laughs> well, it was like the bad guy, and spoilers if you haven't played a game that's 15 years old, it's your own fault. But, uh, um, Shame on you. It? I know. <laughs> it, so you start off, you, 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 you die in the game, right? And you're just this corpse walking around at some point, right? 
I I guess. I mean, the story was really convoluted. I'm not even quite sure. And so yeah, so this Mayan or Aztec deity comes back and some some reason wants you or is after you. You die at some point and come back and you keep fighting him in the <laughs> sky. You have like you have like crouching tiger hidden dragon powers. Do you remember that? They're like fighting and punching yeah, each I other do. in the sky. <laughs> And then the weirdest part was then, like, a third party shows up, and it's like, by the way, I am the embodiment of all artificial intelligence. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah. Do you remember that? It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, like, okay, it was crazy. Did they really have to go one step further from the dead guy fighting the Aztec god and add in, like, all artificial intelligence? And it was a purple blob, right? Yeah. Oh, it was strange. Yeah. I strange. just, I... Like I, that's why I, that's why I think uh, Heavy Rain was so good is that it was like grounded in reality yeah. and maybe it was a yeah. little bit ridiculous, but it was so good that like it was just people, you know. Yeah, and then I think that's why people didn't like Beyond Two Souls, right? Is that it went a little more ridiculous again because you're with that yeah. close dude. Did you ever play the demo for that or anything? I did. I did. Yeah, I heard that that was actually really fun to play. Um, with uh. You know, you can hook up a cell phone to the your system and play like as the the ghost character. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and like they say, you can play like co op on like uh, and the other person on the the cell phone or whatever controls the ghosts, and like they say it's a really fun way to play the game. Cool. That speaking of that man, and speaking of Quantic Dream, like Heavy Rain was like what a game! Like like remember when we brought that over to uh, Sean's house? Who, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and like you know it was. Me, you, Sean, and uh, Kelly, his wife, and his sister and her uh, husband, and like we were just passing the controller, and it was yeah. like a game that anyone could pick up the controller, and all you got to do is follow the on-screen prompts, and like yeah. it's a game where like whatever happens happens, and you just let yeah. the story just keep rolling, and so it was kind of yeah. like it didn't matter if somebody wasn't good at video games, it's like you still got to take part in the story and be, become a part of what was going on. And the, that was just such an awesome, like that's one of my favorite memories like of playing video games is just like playing that game which brought like people who are not gamers when they were completely sucked into the story. Like that yeah, was awesome. Dude, I was actually thinking about that night um, th- like earlier today because it was so fun. It's exactly what you're saying. It was just a really cool experience of a group of people that don't typically play video games or even aren't into like nerdy things, just like really enjoyed this this interactive experience. It was really cool. And Sean's got this crazy huge TV and so it was just like really, really awesome. Did we turn the lights out or we probably had the lights on, I don't remember. But we just kinda all dove in together and it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I think did we have the PlayStation Move hooked up too? I was about to say, I think you brought the move over as well and so we got to do you know, all look ridiculous, flailing, flailing our arms about <laughs> and making yeah. fun of each well, other. Well, it, it, it yeah. honestly, it honestly kind of like I remember. I think when Jenny and Joe were over, it was Sean's brother and uh, brother-in-law and sister. Um, you know, I think that when they were over, we were using the controller, and they were like a little like you know, you hand somebody a controller that doesn't really play video games, and they're just kind of like, uh, 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 uh. yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> so, so. But, like, when you handed them the move, it just was like, oh, lean it this way, tilt it this way, push it in, and then turn it. You know, like, it was, like, yeah. contextual <laughs> in a way that made sense to someone who doesn't play video games. You know, it's like, hold this glowing wand and just do what it tells you to do on screen. I think that, like, actually, I think that that enhanced the experience. So, it's a shame yeah. that people don't like PlayStation Move. I know. The, the PlayStation Wiimote. 
<laughs> the PlayStation Wiimote, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, item three I have, and last kind of news item that I thought we could bring up and talk about is uh, on the board game front. You know, I, you and I both like board games, so I, this was interesting to me. Love them. Um, so, dude... I don't know how often you like go to Kickstarter or just check out what's going on in Kickstarter, but I feel like Kickstarter.com is nothing but board games anymore. Every really? time, yeah, it's just where indie developers go to try to get their game made. It's just really, really interesting. Um, and I, I read a story today about there's a, a board game based on the the Conan the Barbarian world. I think it's oh. just called Conan. That with two weeks left in its funding period, creamed, I mean, completely obliterated its goal. They were asking wow. for eighty thousand uh, dollars, and they have over a million dollars pledged to this game. And I think there's like seventy some backers or something like that. I mean, wow, yeah, it was an insane amount of money from a small group of people. I just wow. thought that was super interesting. That is, I didn't know huh. Conan was that. Like interesting of a property, <laughs> like, yeah. And I didn't do a ton of research into it, so maybe the game makers have made a lot of really popular games in the past. Not quite sure, but I just thought that was insane. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Um, I get emails from uh, Kickstarter every now and then because I I back the uh, the Ouya. Oh yeah. Ooh-ya. And uh, so like I get uh I get emails from them every now and then uh, saying, "Hey, check out these Kickstarter items we got." And uh, you, most of the time, I don't really pay attention to it because I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I don't have, I don't have money for that. But it when is really I, I cool to get a, on there and I was say it is really it. cool to get on there and like browse like the cool stuff right. that people are inventing, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is cool. I, I made a, a campaign for my second album on Indiegogo, and they just send me emails every day, and I don't get any from Kickstarter, which is strange because I've used Kickstarter before as well. But uh, Indiegogo is all about some crazy stuff, and I feel like Indiegogo has more just strange inventions like i'll get emails with titles like um like a car phone battery that lasts you 18 years i mean it's just like ridiculous stuff like that <laughs> i don't know who still uses car phones but people are are, are trying to kickstart them <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you went there yeah it's, it's, a, uh, it's a it's a banana that tastes like a strawberry uh you exactly. know <laughs> it's that random like the stuff that they send you are that random it's like i don't care i don't care i need to unsubscribe <laughs> from that but anyway um another kickstarter i saw for a game which is really fascinating and even more ridiculous is uh have you watched parks and rec at all uh, I've seen a, a episode here or there. I've never really wa- sat down and watched like a bunch of episodes, but I mean, I you know, like I've spot watched probably probably a good thirty or forty episodes. So I've seen a lot, but okay. I don't know where they where they lie or if I could even tell you what they were about, kind of thing. But <laughs> okay, so so let me, let me I'll paint a little picture for you for this this uh, this story. Okay, Have you seen, okay. So there's get your so you get your who, paintbrush out. Just I will. Just, I will. Digital. Just, I'm just gonna. All right. Fl- you know, Light, lightly dip it the, in the paint. <laughs> prepare the W word again because it's coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know who Ben is, right? Have you seen yes. episodes with Ben? So um, Adam Scott's character, who's uh, Amy Poehler's character's uh, fiance slash husband. Now I think, yeah, they got married. Um, so he, there's like two episodes where he loses his job. One, I think he actually gets laid off, and the other one, he, like, quits to start another job. Um, have you seen either of those? 
I saw I saw an episode where he was fired and like was at home like and like they were like you've been like unemployed for too long because he was like coming up with like crazy ideas of stuff that yeah, yeah. was just like okay, out there okay. and made no sense or whatever. This is this is exactly where I'm going. You're, you're painting the picture with me now, Zeke. You have come alongside me with your paintbrush. I'm holding uh. your hand with mine. <laughs> we're we're ghosting it right now. We are until here. So the first time he loses his job, he starts uh, making claymation films. <laughs> I saw that. I saw okay, that episode. Okay, so that's the first time. The second time, he starts to develop his own board game called The Cones of Dunshire. Have you seen this one? I haven't. Okay, it's totally like making fun of Settlers of Catan or all those nerdy board games we like to play. The ones with the ridiculous rules, with the steep learning curves, you know, those kind of games. Uh, yeah. Because he starts to explain it, and it's just like a montage of like really funny cut-together clips where he's like, and then, if you're the arbiter, you get to do this. And then, oh, but there's 16 <laughs> dice. I need 17 <laughs> dice for that. You know, just just really stuff like it's supposed to be the most convoluted thing. So, okay, so back to the real world. Mayfair Games, who is the people that created Settlers, have launched a Kickstarter yes. to make a real-life version of the Cones of Dunshire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're keeping it. it. They're keeping it as co- uh, complicated as they can, and they're basing it off of like a two-minute clip of this show, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, and they're what? somehow going to make it work. Well, here's the here's the ridiculous thing, right? So there's a a board game conference called Gen Con where they put together a prototype that was almost like life size, where people went and got and played it. And Adam Scott and Aziz Ansari filmed a um like a promo as their characters introducing them to the game. All this stuff. Uh, the crazy thing about this Kickstarter is it's a super collector's edition of the game. You only get a copy of the game if you pledge five hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, and the reason it's so expensive is because they're making it all like life size, like the Gen Con version, uh-huh. and it's gonna ship to you in a crate that's like uh, probably like five by five. It's gonna be massive. <laughs> that's probably gonna cost like probably a hundred and fifty dollars of the price of the five hundred to that's just what ship people it. Are say- that's what people are saying. It's gonna be a limited run. They're never going to make it again, and it's just, if you want, like, you can pledge five bucks, but you're going to get a t-shirt. Like, you don't actually get the game unless you give them 500 bucks. How ridiculous ridiculous. is that? It really is. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. But one of the funniest things about it, like, so then they're doing that quick montage of all him explaining the rules, and he's confusing himself and everything, and, and, uh... Leslie, the uh, Amy Poehler's character, is just like, okay, we really need to get you a job. Like that moment, <laughs> he's just like, and 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 the seventh player gets to be the ledgerman, and uh, you know, you're basically just the scorekeeper, but you get to wear this hat. Like they're making the prototype hat that comes with it. Like you 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 get the ledgerman hat if you get the game. Like just. <laughs> Ridiculous. Did you guys? Did you ever see that uh, Rhett and Link video about the most like convoluted board game ever? No, I love Rhett and Link it's, though. I need to. I need to you find should that. look it up. It's hilarious. It's uh, <laughs> it's all like they, they have uh, just like they have all these random board games like slammed together. So it's like mousetrap on top of like Settlers <laughs> of Catan and like and they're doing stuff. They're like, okay, we need to like everyone swab the mouth of the person to the left of you and put it in a bag and <laughs> wait, wait, come wait, back wait. in I six to eight. This. <laughs> come back I in six to this. eight business days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's too good. It's pretty it's funny. Too good. 
It's pretty funny. Hey, well, that's it for the nerdy news I have. Um, let's get into what we're playing slash watching slash listening to. You touched a little bit on it with the Demon Hunter stuff, but what else are you taking up your nerdy time with, Zeke? Well, uh, as far as listening to, um, well, the, my dad for Christmas um, got me that Demon Hunter CD, and he also got me a Manchester Orchestra CD. And, oh, like, cool. I've been listening to that thing on repeat. It's really good. It's the one, uh, their second album called Mean Everything to Nothing. Yeah. And it's really, really good. It's really and, good, man. Uh, I got that one. Like, I, I can't. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure out and and my friend Jeremy also got this uh this album and he um and we were talking about it one time and I was like I was like I can't figure out what's so good about it and then it hit me and I was like these songs are kind of like emo and I was like this is like the new emo. Yeah. <laughs> it totally is. I was like this is it's like it's emotional music and like he like his voice isn't the best in the world. It's very, it's kind of whiny actually, if you think about it. And like, but I like it and it fits the music really well. And the music's very emotional and it builds and like climaxes and like wanes. And I can't believe I just used the word wane. And you're full of good W words. You're full of good W words today, dude. Wonders and, so, and wanes. Wonders and wanes. <laughs> If we if we titled our podcast, that would be the name of this one. <laughs> Absolutely, we need to start doing that. Every episode needs to have uh, we should. <laughs> uh, yeah, wonders and wanes. I think uh, I think episode two should be save called your game. Oh, episode four, wonders and wanes. <laughs> episode two will totally be uh, hope you're listening because that's what I said four times to the celebrities that we insulted. <laughs> All right, so what else? What else you played? Yeah. The, um. Uh. As far as playing, um, I've been playing a lot of Dragon's Crown. Um, yeah. What a game. What a game. It's, and it's one of those games where, like, I've, I've put, I've put, like, uh, you know, I think 80 or 90 hours into it now. And Dang. the game is really, it's deep, but at the same time, it's also, like, there's only so much to do in the game. And, like, you kind of, like, beat the game. And then, like, you, but it has, like, a level 35 level, level cap, and then level cap, lava. Lava? Uh, <laughs> lava is la, did you just say lava lamp? Did you, what you say? A lava lamp cap. <laughs> it's a, a level 35 and lava you, and lamp. And you, like, and then, like, you know, you it moves the difficulty up to hard, and you could have a new yeah, yeah. level cap, and then it moves the difficulty up to, but you, essentially, you're still playing, like, you play, basically playing the game three times in a row, you know? And, yeah. But, like, it doesn't get old for some reason. Like, I just, I'm having a blast. And my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the whole entire game, I said favorite three times because I'm trying to emphasize this. It's, uh, it's that, that much your favorite. It is that much my favorite. Is <laughs> after particular levels, they have this little cooking mini game where <laughs> you find these ingredients. And sometimes they're things, you know, like I beat uh, a Kraken in the last level. And so there's a Kraken yeah. tentacle. And yeah. you can either throw it into a frying pan or throw it into a pot and you can like add these ingredients to it. And like, then you, you put it into your bowl and you eat it and it boosts your stats. And yeah, so it's you basically just... get super buffed up for the next level, right? Like your HP can go up to like seven and 800, right? Is that how yeah. it worked? Yeah. I've and only then, done it a couple times. It does. And it will, it, it boosts all your stats and like it boosts oh, okay. the amount okay. of score that you get and, and all That's kinds awesome. of things. And, but it's also timed and, 
So if you're in a, a lobby with like three or four other people and they're just like, there's just fingers and because you have these little like hands that you control to pick up like the ingredients and drop them into the pots. And yeah. there's just like hands flying everywhere and grabbing ingredients and like it's super hectic and you're like yeah. trying to cook as fast as <laughs> you can and you don't want to burn it, but you got to make sure that you stir it and flip the, the ingredients and then you put it yeah. in your bowl and you eat it as fast as you can. And it's like, Oh, I've got five seconds left. Put it in the pot. And you're like trying to scoop it up. <laughs> <laughs> eat it as fast as you can. It's just, it's so much fun. Like, I almost feel like, I, I know that the, that as a game by itself would not be, you know, very much fun for a while, yeah. but it just, in this game, it's a, it, well, let me, let me put, say that Dungeon, or Dra- Dungeon's Crown, da- <laughs> Dragon's same Crown thing. is, same thing. Dragon's Crown is like a, it's basically like a, the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Like, it's two-dimensional, yeah. but you have this, like, two-dimensional plane that you can walk up and, like, into the background and into the foreground on, and you're, it's, but it's like a hardcore role-playing game where, you know, it's all yeah. about you boosting. My constitution is not high enough, mm. and, like, I'm taking too much to, you know, like, it's it's mm. a hardcore role-playing game, but at the same time, it's just like playing, you know, Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, you know? and. Yeah. So you play through this game and then all of a sudden you just get to this point where all of a sudden the game turns into Cooking Mama and you're like, what in the yes. world is going on? I was going on? to mention Cooking Mama. I was going to mention that game. So it's, and like, it's just like, you never knew you were going to play a mini game like Cooking Mama in this, this hardcore beat-em-up RPG. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the best. Like, it's the best, like, reprieve to all the action. It's the best, yeah. uh, ooh, that was, what a word that was, reprieve. Reprieve. You're changing letters on me, Zika. You're blowing my I mind am. right oh, now. Okay, it was, it's the best, uh, <laughs> wapweave. I don't know. <laughs> Wax, waxing and waning. I don't know. Waxing and waning. Yeah. But it's good, man. I, I really need to go <laughs> what back you been to playing? that game. Well, I need to go back. I was just thinking, I need to go back to Dragon's Crown because as soon as I got my PS4, I didn't look back, man. Like I've just been playing those games, and oh, I got no. Dragon's. I got Dragon's Crown a month before that, so you only I beat it. Old, I played through it once. Old, uh, right, you go back to it. Yeah. Old but, hipster uh, Zeke tried to warn you. Old hipster <laughs> Zeke tried to warn you. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I don't want one myself, at you know, because yeah. I know once I get it, that shiny new toy is going to be like, play me, play me. <laughs> it's in the corner. You can just hear it like I'm, I'm waking up in the middle of the night because I hear something downstairs and the, the TV turns on and it's like, play me. It's like the uh, the furnace from Home Alone. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Or or uh, did you ever see Little Shop of Horrors? I no, know that- I never did see that. When I say that that name, people always think about like I guess the one from the '90s or something with Steve Martin. I never saw that one, but I did see the original, which had like uh, I think it was like Jack Nicholson's like first movie or something like that. Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking and, about. And uh, in, the, in that, you know, there's this rare plant, and like the the there's like this hapless store owner who. Uh, Start finds out that this plant like is actually carnivorous and eats human beings, and so he starts accidentally killing people and then feeding him to the plant. And the plant's always like, "Feed me, yeah. feed me, <laughs> I'm hungry." And yeah. like, <laughs> that's it's what your that. PlayStation Four is doing to your yeah. soul. It's either that or he's uh, <laughs> Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid, and he's just like, "Play me more, play me more." <laughs> Strange. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you ever played but, uh, anything else besides uh, good old Inquisition? Man, not really. So like I said, I was out of town this weekend, didn't get to play much at all. Um, 
and then work's picking up. I'm having different office hours and stuff now. So, uh, I've just been, like I said, beelining it back to, to Thetis, which is the world dragon ages in. And I talked a little bit back on our little mini sode, uh, that we'll post sometime, hopefully from, from last week, uh, just about how interesting, uh, that game is. You know, I, one of the things I didn't mention, and I just kind of thought of it as you were talking about Dragon's Crown, and you were talking about how in-depth of an RPG it is. I, I think what's so cool to me about Dragon Age is, one, the story is just incredible. And the fact that it really links up really well with the first two is just so impressive. Uh, but what I love about the mechanics of it is that if you want to go through and... uh you know, pick your character and your party. So it's a party-based RPG, right? So you got three characters you okay. don't actually control. You can control them. Yeah. You can switch to any of them at any time, which is really cool. Um, so you can you can go really in depth with their tactics, their their behaviors, with the stats and the skill trees you want to go into. Or my favorite feature, which is one I use all the time, not for my main character, but for the party, is this little button. That pops up every time your character member, a, char- a, a, a character in your party levels up, and that's auto level up. And man, it's so awesome because, like, because it's the world and the exploration and the story that's so enthralling about those these kind of games to me. The fact that I can just like auto level it up, and they'll kind of build the character out the way that they're intended to be built. Yeah, is so awesome, and I can just jump right back in, start killing bears again, and exploring empty caves, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's just so cool. And you can do that on your main character if you want. I don't, because I feel like I need to, like, build the character out the way I want to. But the fact that you can just quickly go through that, and it's like, what you really want to do, unless you're a different kind of player than me, is is just jump back into playing the game. Finding yeah. the finding the world. And, like, that's so cool to me. Like, I do that every time. It's like, square, alright, done. Gonna go back killing these bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's something that they, um, I think that uh, Bioware did and uh, has been doing it for a long time, I think, because you could oh, do really? that in Knights of the Old Republic. You could um, do that in KOTOR. That's right. You could do that. And I remember, you know, like, uh, you know, if you just auto-leveled up, like, they had an R2-D2 type character who was really good at hacking into computers and stuff. And, yeah. like, if you just auto-leveled him up, then, like, he would always be, that would, it would level that part of his, like, well, it would, it would kind of, like, level up to his strengths, you know, and since he was good at that. And, yeah, that's, that's a really cool feature, you know, for people who, don't want to get down into the nitty gritty of nerdiness. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so incredible, man. Cause like, I've always said this about, uh, like Rockstar because Rockstar is a company that does this more than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, and I've always been a big fan of them, even though we could talk for hours and hours about like whether we should like expose ourselves to the content they put in games. They're just so creative that it's just kind of, they drag me in. But, uh, there's a, uh, there's a subway system. In Grand Theft Auto four, uh, 5, uh, that you never have to use in the main story. Huh. So they, they made this fully functional subway system that you, you, you could spend hundreds of hours and never have to go to. And it's just there. And it just works. The trains run on a schedule. Uh, and it's just, cra- like, stuff like that is just so cool. I and really like stuff that, like, like that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Bioware and these other companies like, like Rockstar are just creating these games where you can play them how you want to, um, it's just, it's just so cool. It's, I mean, what a, what a time that we live in that we get to experience entertainment like this. Yeah. You know? like, I, 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 I agree with you 100%. And like, I, I love attention to detail in video games, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Grand Theft Auto, or not Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> 
I always get Grand Theft Auto and Gran Turismo mixed up when I try to say oh, them, yeah. even though they're completely different games. I heard yeah. that in Gran Turismo, what is it, 6? Is that they the one that... 6. That's the one they just did, yeah. Yeah. I heard that, you know, there are, like, if you play on certain tracks in, like, you know, there's tracks in, like, Germany or something like that, and if you play at night, that the people... And Gran Turismo is, like, the pinnacle of, like, trying to, you know of attention to detail in a video game. Um, right. Like, those guys just obsess over details. But yeah. I heard that in that game, like, if you're driving on a track at night in Germany, and depending on what time of the year you're driving, that the constellations in the sky are in the right places. Oh, my gosh. What a, what kind <laughs> of a detail? Who who would ever notice that? But they do. They put that in there, you know? Um, well, it's it's two just... nerds from North Carolina that talk about attention to detail, that's who would notice that. Like, that's... <laughs> That's that's who talks about that. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, yeah, I played a game. Um, it's been sitting on my hard drive for a long time, and I just haven't ever gotten around to it. But it's called A Brother's uh, Tale of Two Sons. Oh yeah, and what's the name of that company? Who made that game? Uh, Starbreeze made it. Um, Starbreeze, Starbreeze is the okay. company that made. Um, they've done a, a bunch of things. I know that they made the Darkness games. I think. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and the, it's interesting, the guy who directed the game is actually a film director from Sweden. Uh, I looked him up on IMDb, and, or not IMDb, uh, 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 Wikipedia, and, yeah. you know, the most reliable source in the world right now. Um, uh, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's gospel truth, you know. And um, <laughs> But um, it was saying that this guy, he was like, I, th- I think he's Syrian, and he moved to uh, – uh, Sweden when he was like 10 or something and then became a film director uh and he directed this game and what a game holy yeah. smoke like I was blown away it, it's like a four to five hour long game and yeah. when you beat the game like you just like you don't feel cheated at all you don't feel like wow that was really short you just like are what a game like I'm yeah. just blown away by it and yeah. um just like it is it's uh, I can't even I can't even I don't even know where to start talking about it. Um, but this <laughs> well, how game. About, how has, about the fact that you have to control two characters with two analog sticks? That is hard to get used to. It 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 <laughs> makes sense after a while, actually. You know, yeah, like yeah. um, so there's the older brother and there's a younger brother, and the whole the game starts off where um, you, the older brother and the younger brother, your dad is fallen ill, and it's really interesting that the game, um. They're speaking a language that's not a real language. And so, okay. so but like there's a no Sims su- language. Yeah, exactly. But there's yeah, no yeah. subtitles. And so you don't know oh, what they're okay. saying. And, but you can, you can get, you get the gist of what they're saying, like as they're playing through the game. And the, uh, their, your, their dad falls ill. And so they have to, the t- village elder or something that tells them that they need to go and get this, um, you know, sap or something from this tree. And, uh, so they start this adventure. And this game, like, graphically, like, it's made with the Unreal 3 engine. And so there's the whole weird, you know, like, Unreal pop-in that, that happens, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like Arkham Asylum was like that, where, you know, you would load right. in and, like, it, it loads texture on top of texture on top of texture. And this right. game, like, there was not a single texture in this game that I would call good. I mean, they were hideous. Like, <laughs> but this game was absolutely beautiful. And because oh, cool. the artistic style to the game was just like beautiful. I don't know how, to, how any other way to say it, but it's just like they took garbage and made it look 
amazing. Nice. <laughs> like, and it just, it, it wows you in, uh, the game, um, so the game controls, like, you're these two brothers and the left stick controls the older brother's legs pretty much where he walks. The right stick controls the younger brother and where he walks. And then you use L2 to control the older brother's, like, hands to do actions and yeah. R2 to control the younger brother's hands to do actions. And those are all the buttons in the whole entire game. Yeah. You never touch anything else in the whole entire game. And so it's super interesting because both brothers have to stay together and work together. So there's like, you know, there's puzzles in the game where uh, one brother needs to pick up this end of a pipe and another brother needs to pick up the other end of a pipe. And you have to like kind of like they have to work their way through this maze where they kind of like it's kind of like have you ever like moved into a new house and you're trying to figure out how to get your couch to the door? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like that. You know, there are puzzles in the game like that. But this game is fantastic in that I never knew what was coming next. Like right. never. Like and because like and I'm so I was like experiencing the world as they were. You know, like I was yeah. discovering things as they were discovering things. I was telling somebody I was like, it's not like you know they say. There are, uh, wolves in the northern woods that I've heard. And, you know, and there's no, there's no dialogue to tell you that. You just, there's no you're, foreshadowing. No yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, you're, you're in the, you're in the woods and you're like, oh crap, there's wolves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's, it's, a. Uh, it's, you're, you're just experiencing this game as you, as you go through. And like, I could not put it down. Like, I played through the whole entire thing in one sitting and it was just fantastic. And it is a very, very dark game. Like very heavy and like, yeah, and <laughs> just like I and normally you know me like I usually don't like depressing heavy mm. things like that and like mm. I loved every second of this game. I can't. That's I can't why you love The Walking Dead so much. I know. It's just it's it's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. 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 <laughs> um, uh, if then we officially come full. That's our show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress this game enough. Like, I mean, seriously, I, I don't know how much it costs, like 10, 15 bucks, but it was worth yeah. every cent and like what Amazing. an experience. And like, it's just, cool. it's one of those things where you finish it and like, I did not feel ripped off at all. Uh, I just was like, wow, that was amazing. Like I Very did cool. not want it to be any longer, any shorter. Uh, the trophies in it are awesome because they're not, there's nothing that's story related. It's all just, um, like, Hey, you're going here. Just make a little side trek and go over here and do this special thing, and you get a trophy for it. And like, yeah, it was really cool the way they did them. Um, but what got me on the whole entire topic and what took me, you know, however long, ten minutes to get here to say this is that <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Th- We're good. This game actually had like a lot of attention to detail in the fact that you start off inside your little village or whatever, and there yeah. are people everywhere, and they all are doing things that are like real life. Like you oh, walk cool. up to this kid and like he's playing with his pet cat, you know? And like yeah. you walk over to this old lady and she's like rocking in a rocking chair and there's a little kid playing with like a basketball and stuff like that. And and the craziest part is that you could walk up to each person in the game, every single character in the game, and hit like the action button and that that brother would say or do something to that character. And then yeah. if you walked up with another brother and they would do oh, something completely man. different. And That's it just was cool. like... It was mind blowing how much like, you know, detail they put into the game for stuff like that. I just yeah. loved like how much, you know, how f- realistic the world felt, even though it looks really cartoony. But yeah. yeah, I can't, 
I can't stress it enough. Even though I've said I can't stress it enough. I can't stress it enough. I'm repeating myself over and over. Nathan, please stop. I'm in a loop. Please stop me. Please stop me. (laughs) It's just that good, folks. Go buy it. It's awesome. I played the demo. I thought it was really, really awesome. I need to go back and play. It's one of those ones that whenever I break my old dusty PlayStation 3 out of the closet, I'll... uh, I'll probably get to it. Well, no, let it's... me blow the dust off of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I got so I got a couple PS3 games for for Christmas, and I need to finish them. You know, I need I I got lots of reasons to go back because I'm gonna Dragon Age will end someday. Even as much as I don't want it to, it probably will end. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good, good stuff. So I was at a I was at Taco Bell this morning, or not this oh, yeah, morning Taco today, Bell. getting lunch at a and. Uh, it's funny because, like, Taco Bell, now they try to, like, get your name whenever they take an order. And so they write down your name uh, on the ticket. Or actually, they type it in. They type in your name on the ticket. And this one Taco Bell that I go to, they always call me Zeke uh, for some reason. <laughs> they say, uh, I got an order for Zeke. And it, like, I was sitting there thinking today. I was eating, and I was like, why did they call me Zeke? Because yeah. obviously, my, like, my name is spelled Z-E-K-E. And I thought, well, that just makes sense to me, Zeke, right? And I was like, well, and I stopped and started thinking about to myself because I'm really neurotic when I eat lunch, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I stopped and thought to you myself, just, you just like, think about the meaning really, of life to yourself. There isn't really another language. <laughs> I was like, there's not really another like word in the like English language that's e k e that I can think of. So like, I uh, I was like, yeah. well, I guess it makes guess sense right. that they pronounce it that way. Hmm, that is, because I, I, I can't think of another one. I mean, can you? Hold on, let me, let me think about it. Eek. Eek. All I can think of is leek, like the onion, but this that's is... E-E-K. Yeah. This is this is riveting mm. entertainment here. This is, this is riveting. <laughs> <laughs> Edge of your seat podcasting. <laughs> So if if people out there are listening, Nathan and I like to do a lot of voices. Um, it's just something we've always done. It's something we have kind of bonded over, I guess you could say. Like we just yeah. enjoy, oh my goodness, like saying things in the goofiest way possible. And uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna talk about. Uh, I I got this uh, game for free on PlayStation Plus, and it was uh, Magic: The Gathering: Duels of the Planeswalkers, and 2012. <laughs> oh, this is which, good. This which is the good. name of the just name of on, it guys. just is the name of it's just so ridiculous. It's just yeah. like duels of the plains walkers. <laughs> There's too many S's <laughs> in is. that dang title. It's so plural. You're so true. <laughs> and Zeke, so your, your hip hop has never been truer right now. It's so true. <laughs> I downloaded this game and started to uh <laughs> started to like Oh like I was like, oh, what the heck? I'll give it a try. You know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, and I he started got playing hooked, it, folks. He got. Well, hooked. let me get, let me get there, let me get there. And so <laughs> <laughs> I started playing this game, and I was like, I don't. It's just a stupid card game. This is lame. And like, yeah. but for five minutes later, I still was playing, and I was like, what in the world? I was like. This is kind of fun. And then I got yeah. like flashbacks to like, you know, when I was in high school and you saw like the, the like nerds sitting down at the end of the hall. They're like putting, playing their, playing their magic cards. Like, hey, I'm just going to play this giant spider. Rah! You know, like, <laughs> and I was like, they all talk like that too. And, That's how they, they all talk like, uh, they all talk like a character from the 1940s. That's how they all <laughs> talk. <laughs> it's a giant spider. I tell you. <laughs> 
It's like he's a film noir. He's gonna murder me. <laughs> it's like it's like a film noir with like Humphrey Bogart and this giant spider in the middle of New York City jumps out of an alleyway or something. And it's just like, listen here, doll, we gotta get away from this spider. See, I'm gonna put you on this cargo ship to Beijing. <laughs> no, not Shanghai. <laughs> I'll tell you. But, I'll um, tell you. <laughs> oh gosh, there we go. There we go with the voices. But <laughs> there you go. And I always used to like. I mean, I was pretty judgmental. It was high school. Who wasn't? You know. But uh, I was right, always right, like, right. those guys are total losers. And like, <laughs> then all of a sudden, like that wave, that wave of that memory came over me just like a wave, and I was like, oh my gosh, another this w, is the same the game, another W. Oh, a wave, a wave <laughs> just came over me. I was like, this is just this is the same game. <laughs> I've become one of them. <laughs> and, so, and so Nathan came over to my house and we were, uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, you gotta check out this game. It's like, it's just a card game, but it's like kind of fun. And, uh, the first game actually had like a two player mode and we, yeah. he sat down and we started playing like co-op together and like we just would like, Read the like, you know, what they call it flavor text on the bottom where they put like a oh, little, okay. sc- a little script of something like, you know, like, and, a, like a. And what caught me off guard was how funny like a lot of those descriptions were supposed to be. Like yeah. it didn't, I always, uh, like Zeke, I was a little judgmental of magic and some of the super nerdy stuff. I mean, we're pretty nerdy, but like this is, you know, we're never that nerdy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like one of those things. But it's like they actually We've were got poking. standards. Yeah, <laughs> dang it! And <laughs> but it was like it, it was like they were actually poking fun at themselves and actually being pretty pretty funny. And so it was like that was that lightened the mood and, <laughs> yeah. and just kind of opened up the door for us to just do these voices and keep going. Zeke. <laughs> yeah, so we just sat there and like I don't know how long we played for like an hour or two. Oh, we just man. like cracking up. Just like yeah. <laughs> Nathan would read like a text that said, "Do do your voice, Nathan. It's hilarious." Oh, it was so it was like a mixture of salad fingers, that old weird cartoon, but like more British. And it was just like, well, I I guess I'll cast this rampant growth. So all of the the creatures from Jace Bellerin will be wiped out and and all the splash damage will hit hit him afterwards and will take him down. <laughs> oh, that voice right there that voice right there is my my wonderful Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And so so for for like weeks after I would just send you a message and just be like Zeke, have you have you gone back to the plains and walked them? Have you have you, have you visited Ajani Goldmain and and seen his card collection? I just oh man, and I just keep going. Oh my gosh, but dude, the best the best flavor text was that raging goblin or whatever that one guy that had haste and and he like the text on it was so funny. It's just like he raged at his parents, he raged at the world. But mostly, he just raged. <laughs> I just thought that was so. I read that and I was like, "Wait, wait, is this supposed to be funny? Because this is pretty. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty funny." <laughs> and like, oh, Did you, that was so good. You sent me that one. Uh, that one that um, was hilarious uh, about um, <laughs> something about like the 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 balloon brigade or something. Oh my it's gosh! Like, yeah, they, they spanked their children and then flew off into the sky or something. <laughs> Oh, I gotta find that one. I gotta find that one. It's good stuff. 
It's good stuff. But hey, if you ever have funny stories like this, guys, uh, we have set up an email account for you to start yes. sending us and corresponding. Uh, you can contact us at SaveYourGamePodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and start talking about your favorite nerdy moments, what you're playing, all the stuff we talk about. You know, We want to build a community around this. Uh, and hopefully we can have some conversations about faith as well, not just what we're into. So feel free to reach out to us at SaveYourGamePodcast at gmail.com. And also you can follow us on Insta at SaveYourGame. Yeah. So Zeke, you had a yeah. topic. Do you want to talk about uh, the the heavy topic that we had, had talked about some? Uh I don't remember what topic that was. <laughs> oh man! Well, we so we read this blog. We read this blog that we thought was really interesting. So oh, us yeah. being a uh, a a conversational podcast about faith and nerdy things. So we definitely want to work in the faith in there. Some. So we read this this guy this guy named Matt Walsh, who's a blogger he, for the Gospel Coalition, very popular blogger. Talked about um, kind of the decline of the Christian male and and how. It, he believed that was uh, coming on because of um, kind of the perpetuation of boyhood, um, which is just really fascinating. So did you take a look at it, Zeke? Did you remember reading it? I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, you said it was pretty much uh, – it was pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, I just didn't really want to like – I mean, I, I, I feel like I could have a lot to say about the topic, but I didn't really want to like, you know – be like, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, myself, sure. So, you know. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting, you know, us starting out having these conversations, like all this stuff has popped up for us to, that actually were the two different areas actually really kind of collide. That was just one that I sent you guys to think about and talk about. And it's just really interesting. It's something for us to consider as we, you know, obviously are really, really passionate about our hobbies and these things that we love. But, you know, it's it's also to kind of, it's good for us to temper our time and temper our expectations and stuff. Cause you know, I don't think I would say that what, you know, I would say what you're saying as well. Like I wouldn't want to like say the guy is totally wrong, but it's interesting. It's always interesting for us to uh, examine our own hearts and our lives and, and kind of see if our, ex- our uh, priorities are in line or, or whatever, you know, Just, it's always good to, to, to use Christianese to examine your heart. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that they have a term for that. Now they call them man babies. Man babies is yeah is that in the was that in that blog? Uh, no, I don't know. That's that's a term that I've heard, I picked up from listening to other podcasts by uh, man babies. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> they, you know they kind of uh, make fun of themselves about that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It is so just strange, like how nerd culture is just totally winning right now. And I think we talked a little bit about this on the first episode we did, but. Uh, it's just the fact that these super nerdy comic book movies are the biggest movies of the year every year. And like, like video game industries is, is bigger than it's ever been. It's just, it's just kind of interesting. And so we're just, we're kind of dragging boyhood along with us as we grow older and not letting it go. And yeah, it is yeah. interesting. You know, and we've said this before, but like, I don't, I'm not sure that we, we, uh, feel like the, the, the hobbies that we have are in and of themselves wrong, but, um, as we get older and have responsibilities, you know, and as long as we're doing a good job and we feel like we're doing what the Lord's calls us to do as members of our families or as employees or whatever it is, like, you know, it's fine for us to spend this time doing it. Just cause yeah. it's, it's love. And, and, uh, the reason we wanted to start these conversations in this podcast is cause like there are a lot of people that feel that way. Um, so for, if we could do that with other people and, and have friends, and 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 kind of grow a community around those loves and those hobbies, then 
it's absolutely something worth pursuing and having conversations about uh, because so many people do can identify with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, not to oversimplify the whole entire topic because I know that there's a lot that we could say about it, but I mean, yeah. you know, like the Bible's very specific about doing everything in moderation. And I oh, think yeah. that gaming and, you know, it's, it's another one of those things where it can take over your life if yeah. you let it. Absolutely. And this is something, you know, we brought it up and, and we'll talk a lot about it this episode, but I feel like this is the kind of thing we'll talk about for like every episode we do at least a little bit. Cause this is always going to be an issue with, with hobbies that are so good time, time consuming like this. Right. So we'll continue to have these conversations and revisit it every now. Definitely. Then, definitely. I think. Hey, so, so I went so, over to my friend, uh, Jake's house, uh, the other yeah. night and, uh, Jake, <laughs> he, uh, have you, did you ever watch the, uh, you, the home improvement episode where Jill's dad comes to town and he's like obsessed with the movie Patton? Yes. And he's like, and he, and, he, and he calls Tim Allen. He's like, Hey, you. He never says him by his name because he's like, he doesn't actually he never took the time to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was at Jake's house and, uh, he, uh, his dad was like talking about the movie, uh, We Were Soldiers. And he said, Have you ever seen that movie? And I said, No. And he, and, he said, "Oh my gosh, we have to find it right now. Let's. Where is it at?" And apparently, he keeps it in his bedroom because he watches it so frequently. That is his patent, and he okay. was obsessed with it. And I'd never seen that movie before, and that is a very heavy movie. Uh, I did not know also that that movie is was based off of a journalist who was actually at that battle, and he oh, wow. wrote a book about it. And the movie is almost like a mirror image of the book. Like I've heard that it's very close to what actually happened. Um, and it cool. was really <laughs> a heavy movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically about the slaughter of a whole entire platoon. So yeah. So I ambushing. think I ha- I've seen that movie. That movie is really interesting um, for us to talk about. And we'll have to bring it up again when uh, another episode that Sean is on, but he did a senior project. Yeah. Uh, I was telling on, them that when we were watching it. So. Yeah. So he, he did a senior project on the effect of music, which is another thing that we geek out about and love dearly. Uh, and the effect that it has on certain scenes and films. And he used a specific scene from We Were Soldiers. Um, a couple of them actually. He used the battle scene and one I remember where, uh, all the soldiers are actually being shipped out or going to war. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's cool. We should, we should bring that up again and talk about it some more. Definitely. I remember he yeah. did a, it would, what, he put a, um, to one of the battle scenes, he put an under oath song and that was like, yeah, it like got you pumped when you were watching that scene. Yeah. I remember that. It t- he did, um, <laughs> oh, I remember it too. I can see it. I can still see it in here. You know, it's again, that, that was his whole point in the project, right? Was the, the, the sound kind of made certain things more memorable. Yeah. Um, I, and I remember the scene. I remember the parts of the song where some people were getting blown up and stuff <laughs> yeah. because it was so crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's that scene uh, in the movie where uh, a guy gets hit by napalm, and they go oh, to pick yeah. him up to uh, take him to the helicopter, and his like the skin around his ankles just falls off. That actually happened, like that. Wow. Like they said that they perfectly recreated that scene wow. in its most graphic way. Um, so, so you so did some just, reading. You read up on the movie after watching it, huh? I did. Well, also there's a documentary that came out about Vietnam with that guy. Who was the journalist there? I can't remember his name right now, but um, okay, and cool. we were watching that also. So yeah, it's. Uh, I always get pretty. I always get pretty tore up when I think about war because it's it's just so horrific. Like, 
like, I'm not much of a pacifist, I shouldn't say, but like at the same time, like I just, I like atrocities that are committed in the name of like war or I guess anything really are just, I, I, I'm just a big softy. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. just a big softy. That's true, man. So, so Laura and I have, have watched a couple kind of crazy movies here recently. We, uh, we watched this movie called Boyhood. Have you heard? Have you heard about? I've this? heard about that. I want to see it. So it's awesome. So it's Richard Linklater, who's the guy that did Bernie, uh, which is a an awesome movie Zeke and I have watched. Um, but and we so, love. Oh, it's so good. It's so so good. But so this, <laughs> I wasn't actually even planning on talking about the movie Boyhood when I was talking about Boyhood, but it it relates. So there we go. When wow, um, look at that. Hey, there's another W. When um, <laughs> so. <laughs> But boy, like this Perhaps is a w, look at this. Huh. Yeah, what do you know? It's a big hat. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but man, so talk about undertaking and talk about like creative burden and yeah. then seeing vision like come to life. Like th- he wanted to do this movie with the same kid and well, actually the same actors for, gosh, I think it's thirteen or fourteen years. It's from age five, yeah, thirteen years, age five to age eighteen. So he filmed basically. Uh, 13 short films, uh, one a year, and he used the same kid, and he used the same parents, and basically every character is the same. So he, he did like a 10 to 15 minute vignette about that snapshot of that kid's year, and basically just showed, you watch this kid grow up on screen. Man, was it insane. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, the thing I liked the most about the movie was the fact of, of what, the process was it was kind uh-huh. of a pretty generic like coming of age movie you know because he gets into dating and he 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 gets pressured to drink and do drugs and you know it's, it's like a typical kind of growing up movie and then he goes off to college and he does he smokes weed in the middle of the grand canyon or whatever and it's like oh, he's, go- <laughs> he's going to find himself you say, like, you say that like it's like you say it's like some kind of like a you know what everyone's done that whatever you know yeah, it's no big I deal mean, it's smoked would, weed in the middle of the grand canyon you know everyone's it been there it wasn't the grand canyon it's somewhere out in california but you know it's it's one of those like find yourself kind of movies where it ends with he's the sun's going down this beautiful landscape and he's going to be fine you know even it, you know, so like the movie itself like wasn't super Great groundbreaking. It was awesome. It was good, but yeah. it's like the fa- just the fact of how they did it was just so so impressive. Um, it's that attention to detail. Really cool. It's the attention to detail. It totally is. And it's the and, phrase of the show. Uh, and I was reading up on it, and um, you know Ethan Hawke, who plays the 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 boy's biological father, um, was like was attached to direct if Richard Linklater passed away. Because I mean, I mean, they had to deal with, they had to put that kind of stuff in place. Because wow. I mean, thirteen years is a long time. Yeah. So he was going to finish the process if he happened to like pass away in it. The um, the his sister in the movie uh, is Richard Linkletter's actual daughter, and nepotism, a, nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> as a young girl, she was super excited about being a movie star, you know. But as she got older, and you know, because thirteen years is a long time for a girl, a young girl as well. Um, like as she got older, she lost interest. So she was actually asking her dad to like kill her off in it and stuff. And so it was just like, just just unprecedented what they did. I mean, yeah. it's a really really cool movie. Um, 
yeah. A movie where they didn't even need to use like old makeup or anything to change somebody's appearance yeah. because they naturally aged. So absolutely, that was pretty That's crazy. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to our episode. We love making these for you. Um, we love uh, m- uh, making them every week. We hope that you enjoy listening to them, and uh, hopefully, we'll keep be able to keep making these for a while to come. Um, uh, just wanted to encourage everybody out there to, um, you know. To just be thankful for everything that you have. Be thankful for your life. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time.